So hello and welcome to this week's instalment of Nucleus Instant Insights, where we attempt to, anyway, wrap up uh, the, the major themes and outcomes of our broader uh, and, and more in-depth webinar and podcast series. And today we're looking at house crash to smash the economy, or at least posing that question. I'm joined today by our Chief Economist, Leith Van Onselen. G'day, Leith. G'day, Tim. And also our Head of Investments, Damien Klassen. Hello, Damien. Hi, Tim. We uh, will jump just quickly into the content. So what we looked at today was the four pillars of the Australian economy, the uh, being household consumption, uh, dwelling construction, public demand, business investment, uh, and some stats and figures around the, the current state of play and some historical stats as well. And then, of course, uh, we roll into in investment implications every day for Nucleus Wealth and the MB Fund. I'll kick off uh, with real final demand, and uh, I'll hand over to you, Leith. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Now, the Australian economy is basically built around four pillars. So we've got uh, the first of those is uh, is household consumption, which, as of the September quarter, accounted for 57% of Australia's growth. Uh, dwelling investment, 6%. Public demand, 24% share. Now, public demand uh, includes um, current expenditure, like on hospitals and schools, etc., as well as infrastructure, as well as business investment, which is 13% share. Um, and uh, as of September, the September quarter, um, real final demand was running just above 3%. However, we think uh, that there's a very good chance it's going to fall uh, below 2% by year's end because uh, household consumption, dwelling investment and public... Uh, household consumption, dwelling investment are likely to fall and public demand and business investment have likely peaked. Okay. All right. Very good. So we'll roll into household consumption. So as you mentioned before, uh, makes up the lion's share of Australian demand. Uh, a fairly precipitous drop in this chart here that we're, we're looking at at the moment. Yeah, so um, so one of the reasons why we think the household consumption is going to fall uh, fairly sharply this year, uh, that that is the growth rate's going to fall fairly sharply, is because the Australian housing market is uh, is, is, is falling quite precipitously. We've got uh, both prices as well as um, home sales falling, as this chart shows. Um, in fact, on, on a quarterly basis, um, Australia's dwelling prices are falling at around 3.5%, which is an annualised rate of 14%. And according to CoreLogic, that's the biggest um, rate of price decline in recorded history. Wow. And the reason why that matters is because uh, when when uh, when dwelling values uh, rise, uh, households feel generally feel wealthier and they tend to spend more on retail, etc. Um, and of course, the reverse is true when, uh, when, when house prices fall because of this so-called wealth effect. Um, and in fact, if you go to the next chart, uh, there's a chart here showing the correlation between uh, retail sales and dwelling prices, and, um, and and this dates back several decades, and it shows that there is actually quite a strong correlation, and that the um, the fall in uh, the the sharp fall in dwelling values does suggest that retail sales will fall um, in in the year ahead. Uh, if we skip ahead to the next chart, um, you'll see from the retail sales chart previously that the last year they actually rose in the face of falling uh, falling house prices. Mm. Uh, now, the, one of the reasons for this is because, and this is the primary reason, is because um, Australian households have actually been drawing down their savings. Uh, so the savings rate for households has fallen to the lowest level in the post-GFC period. Mm. And, and, and this has actually helped to offset uh, falling real income growth. So um, household incomes have been falling quite... Uh, for, for, for about you know, the past five or six years. And yet, despite this, households have maintained their consumption purely because they're drawing down their savings. Now, 
there's obviously uh, you know limits to this. Uh, there's only so much that households can draw down savings, and um, generally speaking, household consumption is inversely correlated to house prices. So, when house prices fall, because uh, Households feel poorer; they tend to save more, mm. and um, this again would suggest that uh, that the savings rate will at least stabilise, if not fall, uh, rise in the period ahead, which means that the households will pull back consumption. So, we are pretty bearish on uh, household consumption uh, in the year ahead. It should the, the rate of growth should fall, and that should um, should mean its contribution to growth um, should stall, and that should drag down Australia's final demand growth. And again, that accounts for you know nearly sixty percent of. Um, of, of, of uh, economic growth. Okay, sure. We'll jump across into uh, the Australian dwelling construction chart. So this sort of shows, um, I guess, a fairly regular sort of, um, would you call it boom bust or growth and pullback. Uh, and then in the last, what, decade or so, or well, not even, five, six years, there's been a, a marked increase in the number of dwellings approved and started uh, and also completed, which is now starting to fall. Yeah, so... Um as, as I said earlier, uh, dwelling investment count, counted for six percent of uh, economic growth, but also counts for um, you know about nine percent of employment. Uh, well, construction accounts for about nine percent of employment. Mm. And we went through a, a mega boom over the past uh, five or so years on the back of the massive apartment boom. Um, however, uh, uh, dwelling uh, commencements has started to fall, and dwelling, dwelling approvals has absolutely crashed. Uh, apartment approvals, if you go by the monthly data, which isn't shown here, but um, have fallen by about 40% since peak. And in fact, the HIA's forecast a 20% fall in dwelling starts over the next three years, and uh, which I think is actually a bit optimistic. So um, you know, again, dwelling approvals are falling very sharply. Dwelling commencements have started falling. Completions will uh, peak this year as they catch up. Mm-hmm. They're, they're lagged. And what this means is that, um, that dwelling construction is going to fall over the next year and possibly next three years which will subtract from uh, Australia's growth. Yeah. And so this is the second sort of uh, second leg of the, of, of the sort of four pillars. And it's important to note that even though it's sort of a tenth of the size of the, the consumption, because it does have such large swings, I mean, you can, you can see on the graph, which sort of goes from, from bottoms at sort of 120,000 odd, odd uh, dwellings up to where we are now, or sort of where we sort of peaked at sort of 240. 250. Mm. So, you know, you're talking about a 100% change in, in the amount there. The, the dollar amount's quite, quite as much, but, but there's such a big swing in it, whereas consumption changes quite gradually, mm. whereas the housing side uh, can have very, very sharp uh, changes. And so it really does impact on the, on the level of growth. Okay. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Damien. Um, we'll jump across into public demand. So when we, when, what, what, what we mean by public demand is government spending, essentially, in projects? Yeah, yeah on, on, uh, on infrastructure-related projects. So, so this, this isn't... Uh, oh, sorry, public demand is, uh, is spending on infrastructure as well as, you know, current spending, like on hospitals and recurring spending. Okay. Um, now, the, obviously, the, uh, the current spending is a lot more stable. And that, that might even rise a little bit if Labor gets elected and they, uh, and you know, they decide to have more public servants and spend a bit more on schools and hospitals, etc. But the big, the big swing measure, like Damien said, for um, for household construction, the, the the big swing measure is actually the infrastructure investment. And according to Deloitte's um, infrastructure survey, which is the most detailed out there, uh, Deloitte seems to think that um, infrastructure investment is going to peak sometime this year and then uh, and then fall into 2020. So. What that means is it won't actually contribute much to growth this year and probably could subtract from growth uh, next year. So um, basically it's peaked and 
yeah, so that so there are some headwinds ahead for that. Okay. Yep. Sure. So we'll jump across from uh, government demand to uh, to business demand, and, and we've got a uh, chart up here showing the uh, business uh, condition components uh, falling away quite rapidly in the tail end of 2018. Any comments on uh, the business uh, conditions? Yeah. So 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 this comes from the from the NAB survey, and what it shows is that trading, profitability, and employment have all uh, have all collapsed. Um, you know, the, the, the conditions have all collapsed according to the business survey. Now, now part of this is probably due to the federal election. So that, you know, whenever there's a federal election, that breeds a bit of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, um, you know, certainly the worm has turned and that generally, and it's probably, you know, related to the housing market too. And what, what that suggests is that, uh, that business investments, you know, probably not going to be that strong in the year ahead. Uh, it might necessarily um, subtract from growth, but it's probably not going to add that much. Mm. So again, it's just the you know the the pill is probably standing, but it's not going to it's not a particularly strong one. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, and just finally, uh, we've got the ANZ job ads as well uh, falling away. Yeah, the, the reason why I put this in is um, you know obviously we all care about employment, and the the latest labour market report for December was was, was decent. You know, jobs growth remains good, uh, unemployment's at a decent level, uh, etc. But that's a backward-looking indicator. The mm-hmm. um, the forward-looking indicator is actually the job ads, and uh, and the worm has certainly turned there. Uh, it's fallen uh, quite sharply the last couple of months, and it's fallen. It's actually down three point seven percent year on year. So what that suggests is that uh, that employment in the year ahead is going to fall. And in fact, uh, it's not included here because I just got it just before the podcast. But um, uh, the CBA released a chart showing the correlation between uh, jobs and dwelling values over the, uh, the past couple of decades, and it shows a pretty strong correlation and suggests that with dwelling prices falling, that jobs growth is going to fall in the period ahead. So I guess the long and short is we expect, um, you know, uh, Australian economy's probably already in a sort of per capita recession, but because of strong population growth, it's not showing up. Uh, but by year end, uh, you know, it, 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 it could be... Uh, uh, it, uh, economic growth is likely to slow further and it could go uh, sub 2%. Okay, sure thing. And just finally wrapping up, as always, uh, investment impl- implications. We'll give a, a quick uh, <laughs> reheat on uh, those topics yeah, sure. and, and, and those themes. Yeah, sure. So probably worth, uh, you know, pop over to our, our full podcast if you want it more in detail on, on the topics we've, we've, we've just discussed uh, and also for more sort of in-detail uh, investment implications. But the key thing for us, for uh, Aussie investors in particular, is, is getting that protection uh, cash, government bonds, don't sort of play around in, in don't, don't think if you're playing around in, in bank hybrids that you're getting protection. Mm-hmm. So, so cash, government bonds, and uh, international, um, either cash there or, or looking at some bonds, um, oh, sorry, looking at some, some stocks overseas. Yeah, there are issues, some issues with world growth and, and, and valuations as well, but, but certainly uh, look a lot better than, than Australian stocks. Um, Australian stocks are, are more expensive than, than world counterparts. They're lower growth and, and bigger risks. Okay, well, fantastic. Thanks very much for that, uh, Damien, and to you, Leith. Uh, and thanks for checking in. As, as Damien mentioned, uh, if, if any of these topics are of interest to you, feel free to head over and check out our larger uh, piece that we've done. It goes for about 45 minutes. And, of course, um, there will be, if you have a look in the show notes, you'll see the uh, the chart pack as well. You can get it as a PDF. So thanks for, uh, for watching today or listening today, and we look forward to catching you at the next one. Cheers. Well, that's it for now, and thanks for watching. If you like what you heard today and you'd like to hear more, head over to nucleuswealth.com forward slash subscribe, give us your email address, and in return we'll send you a weekly email with new webinar topics, links for our podcasts, and other news from Nucleus Wealth. I certainly hope you've got something out of today, as I have, and we'll look forward to catching you with the next one. Cheers. Cheers.